Welcome to Inth Deep. I'm your host, Katherine Ingram. Another day, another mass shooting in America. And of course, there are multiple shootings all the time now that don't make the national news unless they hit double digits in the numbers of deaths, and sometimes not even then. The local news of pretty much every medium to large metropolis in this country has murder in the headlines almost every day. I often watch the local Long Island news and I've noticed how little time is now spent on covering them uh, because the litany of violent crimes is so ubiquitous, so long each day that it would take up the whole program. Random murder, particularly by guns, is a fact of life in the United States. In the wake of the news about the latest mass shooting here in the US in Orlando, Florida, I began to notice a feeling of numbness, a sort of dark deja vu set in as I watched on television, uh, seeing the faces of the survivors tearfully telling their stories, the relatives of the deceased in collapsing utter grief and disbelief, the news people swarming over every meager detail, Uh, the vows to never let any of this change our way of life, the presidential visit of consolation, the sadly futile discussions about gun control. We've seen it all before, and we're seeing it more and more frequently. It'll be a news cycle for a week until the next big event happens and the reporters move on to another city to cover that tragedy. And the sorrow and carnage of what humans do is not limited to murdering each other with weapons. It seems there's no end to the creative ways we are destroying ourselves and every living thing on earth. You know, I've had a fascination with the news for my entire adult life. When I lived in Cambridge, Massachusetts, back in the late 70s and early 80s, I subscribed to both the Boston Globe and the New York Times, two of the most stellar papers in the country, and I read them both each day. Back in those days, they were thick and heavy to lift, and especially on Sundays, they were almost as thick as a brick. Uh, Thankfully, that's not the case anymore, since each one of those daily papers required a forest to produce. In any case, I would also watch the evening news show uh, called Nightline, which was this quite intelligent roundup of the most critical uh, world events. Usually a single issue would be very well covered in depth by uh, the host, Ted Koppel. Today's version of that show is what today's version of Time Magazine is to the one of old, an almost uh, embarrassing infotainment fluff rag. So I, like many news junkies, have turned to the internet over the years and have a roster of sites that I read and an international comparison of news stories. One thing I learned many years ago was that a news source can be factual without necessarily being true, in that they can skew reality by what they choose to cover. For instance, they can interview numerous people who have the same view on a given subject And it may then seem to anyone watching that the situation was as they said, but it may be that those people were actually a tiny minority and that most everyone else 
uh, saw or heard something different. There's bias in what is chosen to be reported. That is why it's good to get different sources and factor in their bias, even when the sources are high-level and generally honest. But I've digressed into a discussion of news and the obtaining of news. As, though, as those of you who've been listening to these podcasts know, I do find it meaningful to know what is going on as best I can in my own moment of history. This blink of a lifetime I share with a particular group of others on Earth who happen to be alive at the same time as I. But back to the numbing. Sometimes, and this week is one of them, I notice I'm experiencing what is known as compassion fatigue, that I just don't have the bandwidth to feel much more compassion or empathy in a given phase, in a given span of time. This is when I know my system, my psyche, is out of balance and that it's time to retreat. Now, retreat can mean several things in my case and may mean different things to different people. In my case, it means I need to withdraw from the news for a while, that I need to put my attention to local life entirely, water the garden, do the laundry, produce the podcast, make a meal, have a sweet chat with a friend, watch a funny movie. It also usually means for me that I take some time to truly be unplugged from the buzz of the world. I'm lucky in that my work entails these timeouts in the way of silent retreats, when one can really touch down to baseline and deep inner quiet, the well of nothingness, uh, as Punjaji used to call it. Now, compassion fatigue is not something to be ashamed of or to feel some sort of spiritual failing. It's the recognition of the natural limitations of any system. Every living system has a stress point beyond which it is unhealthy to go. Each of ours is different. I marvel at the triage docs, docs and nurses in war theaters, often up for 24 hours working at a stretch. They are operating on extraordinary reserves of strength, no doubt infused with empathy and a kind of one-pointedness of energy, perhaps that comes uh, due to the circumstances and due to the, the feelings uh, that arise in those circumstances. Perhaps in certain circumstances we would each surpass what we're usually capable of. But in the ordinary course of life, if you're feeling numb, you're noticing that it's getting hard to generate the kind of warmth and concern that seems the appropriate response to a situation, let that be a Dharma bell, that it is time to fill up the well in your own case. Do what you need to do for yourself, not only for yourself, but for those in your life who may be feeling you're not quite present for them. Your withdrawal is for rebalancing your own system and increasing your past capacity to respond at a later time. And incidentally, just as you might sometimes be experiencing compassion fatigue, others in your life may be in that condition as well. They may feel that their plate is full and that they don't quite have the wherewithal to be there for you or for others. Each of us carry our own crosses in life, and some of us are just stronger than others. Mm -hmm.
this has been In the Deep. To support these podcasts, you can subscribe to this channel on iTunes or post a review there. If you'd like to know more about my work, book a private session, or make a tax-deductible donation for the ongoing production of the podcasts, please visit katherineingram.com. Till next time.